of controlling and curating a room is the most it's the most beautiful thing that I feel like creators and DJs can embody once you really learn it. It's a real science. It's a science to not just keeping people entertained and not making sure there's no dead silence. It's a it's a science to it's a, it's a science to assuring and reassuring and reassuring the experience. Welcome to the Art of Party podcast, sponsored by Event Noir. My name is Jeff Osuji, co-founder and CEO of Event Noir, where culture and events intersect. We got amazing, amazing guests with us today, party rocker, entertainer, musician, mm. tour DJ. Mm. What doesn't he do? Mm. I said when I had to come out to LA, I had to sit down with one of the top DJs in the country that's been killing the game. I go by the name of Jay Murphy. Welcome to BT Awards Red Carpet Live Show. That intro was strong, baby. That intro was strong, man. Thank you, bro. I'm, I'm uh, humbled that you called my phone. Hey, bro. I'm glad you made it, man. Definitely, bro. I got a few questions for you today. What's up, baby? It's a lot of DJs watching. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of event lovers watching. Yeah. And they want to hear from you. One yeah. of the people doing it at the highest level. Yeah, the highest. So we're going to start off with your journey, um, starting from North Fort Virginia, right? Norfolk. Come on. I'm saying it right? No, I mean. Norfolk to, to Howard. He, he Norfolk. Tried. How y'all say it in Virginia? He tried. He tried. <laughs> How y'all say it in Norfolk? No, Norfolk. Bam, Norfolk. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Norfolk. So from, from the DMV, from VA, yeah. right, you went to Howard. And how'd you get your start DJing? The crazy thing is, during my, um, my undergraduate tenure, I actually was hosting, bro. Okay. Uh, at first, sense. I was um, I was eager to to get six figures coming straight out of college, and my original major was computer science. Okay. You know, did my first coding class. I was just like, yeah, do I want to do this for the rest of my college career? Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah. Mm -hmm. Did some soul search and prayed, man. Found uh, communications, school okay. of, school of C, and um, changed my major to broadcast journalism and. Essentially, when I changed my major, I told myself that I wanted to be comfortable in front of cameras, comfortable with the mic in my hand, you know, comfortable being, being able to actually host. You know, I inherit the uh, gift of speech uh, from both of my parents, but also my father. My father's a pastor. So, you know, shout out to the Murphys. Um, but yeah, bro, before I started DJing, I was hosting. And so when I say I was hosting, like, um, even before I was Greek, you know, I was hosting things on campus. I was hosting talent, comedy showcases, pep rallies, you know, um, Howard homecoming events. Yes, I was just doing like undergrad student body events, org day with ESPNU and all of that stuff. So, you know, my start was really with the microphone. Okay. After I pledged, my two of my LBs were like, man, what? you should just- Shout cap outside should... in the building. Come on, you know we was gonna get to the greatest, right, the greatest fraternity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, I'll, if I here every, every episode, so we excited to have our brothers here, so. Here to the uh, greatest fraternity that only matters. <laughs> we'll get started about that later. So Howard, right? Howard that, University, That right? only matters. <laughs> now, I know everybody that I know from Howard knows Jay Murphy, and they, if, it's a, if it's a Jay Murphy party, they're pulling up. Can you talk about your experience at Howard and how that's impacted you in your career? You know, I think Howard literally grounded the foundation of 
the brand that is, you know, Jay Murphy today. You know, having the experience there as, you know, a student leader hosting all the events. And then I didn't really start DJing until after I got out, but I was so closely knitted to the, the community of the university and all the alumni. Like I would still come back and do events. I would still come back and host. So um, while I was there, you know, I had my hand in everything. I had my hand in, in so many different organizations and so many different events. And being able to um, utilize um, those moments to kind of learn what a brand is. Mm -hmm. By the time I graduated, I kind of had an idea what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I had an idea what I wanted to do. So um, being affiliated with that university and the city of mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. gave me a huge catapult in my career. Like I, Howard was a cheat code for my entire career. Okay. Tell, me about, tell me about a specific experience that you feel like really I mean, just, just the connection, the connection to the university, man. Just randomly being in front of Dr. Felicia Rashad, like yeah. on a yard, or just running into Anthony Anderson, or just having the opportunity to um, bring artists in that are randomly on, on campus to the station, to the radio student station. WHBC, I had a show on there as okay. well. Okay. Um, I also have a background in radio. I used to work at Radio One in Silver Spring, okay. 93.9 WKYS. So just being, DC is such a, a heavily entertainment infiltrated market. So being able to capitalize that as a student leader at Howard University while I was in DC, it worked out both. Like I was able to kind of cater to both the city and also the university at the same time. Okay. Now what did you get your start DJing? Man, so funny story. I I got my first pair of turntables. Okay. I learned the right way. Okay. The OGs, Quicksilver, DJ Money, okay. like yeah, they like if you gonna learn, you gonna learn the right way. I got my first turntables off of Craigslist, bro. Okay. And I was learning everything I could. I was still at Radio One at the time, so I was in the mixer meetings. I was in the room when they were doing live mixes on the radio, and so. This is the summer of 2012, after I graduated, May 2012. Boy, you getting old, ain't it? Mm, man. Dang, just saying that out loud. You feel young, baby. You feel young, it's about how you feel, baby. Man, I feel, I, I feel amazing based off of the way I'm telling this story and how, how we landed here today. Yes, sir, yeah. But um, yeah, bro, um, I had the opportunity to, to um, go back home mm -hmm. to Norfolk okay. and then go to Richmond for the Good Kid Mad City Tour for Kendrick okay. Lamar with BT Music Matters. And so they needed a host for the tour. Yep. Fresh, out of, fresh out of Howard, I'm like, man, I'm gonna put myself on this whole tour. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna make it work. Man, I killed the first two shows as a host. And I, by God's grace and favor, bro, I ended up doing 23 cities on that tour, bro. Dope. Love it. I made a way, figured Love it out, like, it. made a way. Did it for free. Love it. Love it. Let's be clear, like, it wasn't like, being brought on to host a show like that's that's the that's the local promoter that book yeah. like oh come back home come back home and host a kendrick yep. tours like nah i want bigger i want more i want the yeah, uh yeah. what's bro name omar yeah omar mm -hmm. grant not omar grant from rock nation but omar grant from bt yeah i was like what's up what's next um, he was like any city you can get to we'll make sure you straight host the whole tour for love yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's, that so, real, that's the real hustle. That's what it takes. The thing about that tour, halfway through that tour, they didn't, they didn't have a house DJ. Like mm -hmm. the last 10 shows, they didn't yep. have a house DJ. Damn. Omar turns to me one day in the dressing room. He's like, yo, Murph, you think you could play some tunes? Damn. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got mm -hmm. you. In my mind, I was like, oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's 
salute to you because a lot of people, a lot of people start asking for the bag up front. They don't understand the importance of putting in that work. So everybody watching. I would, I, for free. I would just, I just knew that there was a seed being planted. I yep. understood that. Yep. I just understood I was planting seed, yep. and the harvest was gonna come when it came. I'm sure. And I, and I was, cool, and I was okay with that. Okay. You know, and, and the optics look great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Brand is key. Brand is key. I was, I was, I wasn't shaking in my boots, man. I just kind of was like, all right, cool. I'm about to DJ. I, you know, if I mess up, I can host. Now you ended up DJing, and, and you get a bu- got and a bunch I, of that and I DJ the rest of the tour, bro. Love it. I love it. So you've been on tour with, with Jason Derulo. Yeah. Did you just come off tour? Which was Chris Brown? Yeah, was Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris Brown. Man. So that was um that was a that was a that was a. Talk to me about this thing. Man. Just on record, just on record, not just because I'm biased and we're both from Virginia, but you know, despite what, um, despite the narrative that is plastered on American media, mm-hmm. I said American media. Yeah. Despite what's being said, what's being depicted, um, Chris Brown is just somebody you can't ignore. You can't, you can't, you can't ignore, you can't just shelve, you just can't act like he's not who he is as an artist and a performer. His personal life, do, you can make your opinions and do that as you will, you know. On the tour, I had moments where we had personal conversations and Mm -hmm. There's just so many layers to what we're fed through the media versus what really happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I say this, and I have to piggyback off. I'm a big believer that it's okay, it's possible for you to separate the artist's talent oh, yeah. from their person. Oh, yeah, no. Well, you, I mean, you have to. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, you have to, but that doesn't mean everybody does. Yeah. But I think, it's, I think it's important, it's imperative for people to kind of just learn how to respect the art, but we're so. As humans, we like what we like and we love what we love. So when there is something tainted to what we like and what we love, naturally we'll just turn a cold shoulder to it. That doesn't, you know, that, that, I don't like that kind of character, but that, that's who we are as humans, naturally, you know. So, um, but being a part of that production, of that tour, was phenomenal. It was, out, it was, de- it was designed and divinely <laughs> orchestrated for me to be on that tour. Like, I was joking with his manager probably like five months prior to the tour took off when they did the tour announcement. I was like, yeah, so what are we doing? I kind of manifested it. Mm-hmm. All of those rooms, all of those venues I played in, I already played in with Jason. That's powerful. Three years before COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done two world tours with Jason Derulo. Yeah. And so me playing around, knowing I was serious, yeah. it turned into something that, that I just completed this year. <laughs> Jay, a lot of DJs would love to do what you've done uh, on tour with Jason Derulo, Chris Brown. What's your advice for a DJ that wants to become a tour DJ? The art of networking is essential, and it's not just trying to find somebody's manager. Sometimes it's networking with DJs. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people don't understand. I feel like younger DJs also don't understand. There's a lane for all of us. Mm-hmm. There's a time, there's a place, and there's a moment for all of us to thrive and just being able to network properly and just facilitate and make sure you're ready like don't don't network and then you're not prepared skill set wise but you know you got to also be a student art networking and you also got to be a student you got to actually attend tour shows you got to see how how dj's orchestrating and running the entire show like it looks fun it just looks exhilarating this nigga's yelling in my ear (laughs) Every song is 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 people that are panicking 
because this, this like it's so much going on. You got to be ready for the pressure. Okay. You got to be you got to be ready to go beyond your set time. How important was it for you to move to LA for your network to expand the way it did? Man, I think that 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 probably is the one of the most vital um, factors in just making sure that I was in the land of fertile opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, every market has opportunity, but especially for LA and just being on the plateau that it is for entertainment and, um, and just industry connections, LA is some, one thing about LA, everybody will come to LA at some point. Yep. Yep. You can't be playing this entertainment game and you don't touch LA. You can't yeah. be, you know, you can't, there's no way you're gonna throw and curate an experience and try and do it around the nation and not tap in with you know it's just it's impossible you gotta be so. able to move around i think that new york plays a huge role even oh yeah, yeah. 100%. me being advertising for years i had to go to new york i had to go to the west coast i want to hear from you on the best musical event experience that you've had yeah What's your favorite, you know you know favorite you know exactly what it is Talk to us about you know it. exactly what it is when i had the uh, opportunity to dj tata's 50th birthday um, also, I, I, I put it up there with, with Diddy 50. Okay. I DJ at Diddy 50. 50 and I, yeah. I did his last one too. We're not going to say his okay. age. Nice. <laughs> so but mainly, mainly the, the, the Tata 50. Right. Now, that, now that was a room with like 25 people. Wow. For Tata yeah. that was it? Yeah. That was it. Who was yeah. in the room? Yeah, it, it won a lot of people in there. Maybe 30. Who was in the room? <clears throat> Bro, Beyonce was to my right the whole night. Nancy. In the corner with Jay Z, Crazy. and um, just to make a in short, to make a long story short, that was probably the most pressure I ever felt yeah. as a creative, as a performer, as a DJ. That's probably that was do or die. Mm -hmm. That was what I I always tell Luke, like that was gonna be the death of my career mm -hmm. or the rebirth yeah. <laughs> of my career. So um, yeah, just being able to maneuver sonically in a room with somebody with multiple somebodies that have lived through so many different thresholds yeah. of music okay. <laughs> dynamics okay. it's just like you had to be you had to be on point yeah. you had to be sharp and and what made it even worse the dj before me was trash <laughs> so all the pressure was ooh. that's hilarious they were like, people were trying to leave, like, people were, were annoyed that I wasn't there, and I was there on time. So, so who was in your ear the most? Was, was Beyonce like, hey, get oh. this together? Was, was Jay-Z was in your ear the most? Or Man, so, was giving you, uh... so Jay-Z so Jay wanted to play. <laughs> Yo, Jay, first of all, Jay-Z is mad cool. He's like somebody you went to high school with, or you, like, Jay-Z's very, he's very calm. He's um, very... He's calm. He has a calm spirit. He's he's chilling. Yep. He's chilling. But when he's excited, it's just like, all right, cool. What's up, bro? Yep. So <clears throat> he gave he he wanted to hook up his phone, mm -hmm. and he wanted to play a song for Tata. That song was "Blow the Whistle." Oh wow! <laughs> I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm like, what you want to play, bro? He like, I just want to play one of Tata's favorite songs okay. right quick, bro. I just want to classic. I'm like, I could just pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right, cool. I didn't want to eat, you know what I was like, all right, bet. So from then on, me and Jay-Z were going back and forth all night. He it. gave me his phone. He was like, yeah. 
this is my playlist on title. Nice. <laughs> so you know like, we want to hear. Bro, like this is my playlist on title. He was like, yeah, we gonna we gonna we gonna do it. some we gonna do some work here tonight. Man. And he had me playing the revolutionaries. He had me playing. Yo, first of all, one thing, last thing I wanna say about Jay Z. Jay Z knows music. He knows mm -hmm. everything moving. He knows artists. He knows title names. He asked me, "Do you have Jerusalem?" Mm. Those pictures that went that that went viral. Those were the only approved pictures that that went viral. So he picked that picture to be on the playlist that he dropped for Memorial Day last year. That's dope. It's time to get down to the nitty gritty with some of the questions that I really wanted to ask. I, people, I see, I knew you had really up your know. sleeve, bro. People really want to know. Look, <laughs> Jay Murphy, I'm an artist with a, with a, with a, a, a career that's just not cutting it just yet. I'm trying to blow. Uh -huh. I'm trying to get my, my record hot. I'm trying to get my spins. I need you to spin my records in the club. How possible right now is it for artists to get DJs to spin without a big backing from a radio company I mean from a record label um, or just a, a lot of money man it is payola real what, what, what do you what's your advice for artists trying to get their record to blow they want you to play it well like I mentioned previously the art of networking is everything bro the art of networking is so so mandatory and imperative and I'm bringing up networking again because artists can't be on new artists and, and artists in general you know what i'm saying just like you can't when it comes to djs like you can't just be on this high horse you know what i'm saying like we are not only the focal point of any event or party but it's just like we're like the the sound janitors <laughs> as well like you see us with the mic in our hand but also we're making sure that nothing is messing up or, or taken away from the experience. So when you want a DJ to experiment with the new record, don't, like, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna really, really press a DJ or request, I don't wanna say press, but you know how some people yeah. are. If you're gonna inquire yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for a DJ to, to, to break a new record, like, the least you could do is send a DJ uh, a drink, yeah. you know, the next level is a drink, yeah. cool $50, it's like, yo, what's your cash up, bro? Yeah. Yo, yeah. let me, I got a hundred for you, I got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's the quickest way you're gonna get a response and you're gonna get a play yeah. within 10, 15 minutes. And you gotta understand, like, when we're playing, we, bro, we're playing, we're playing chess with different songs and, and tempos and BPMs while we're DJing, yeah. while we're on the mic. Like, it's a million things going on in the other side of our brain. Yeah. So, you want me to stop creating on the journey, the sound journey I'm taking this crowd on to play your record that yeah. I never heard before? Nah, yeah. bro. Yeah. So don't take, don't, 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 don't risk. Don't, don't put me at risk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't let me put my job on the line to fulfill your desire, yep. unless you're gonna do it the right way. Yep. So now, if you're gonna do it the right way, the right way, if you know you're gonna be in the market, you know you're gonna be in the town, or you know you're gonna go there, tap in with the DJ beforehand. Yep. DM the DJ beforehand. Send him the bread beforehand. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 
the right way to do it is, is to is to yo, I want to book a table through you, and I want you to play a record when the bottles come out. That's the way to really do so it. So artists, <laughs> if you ever heard that's of, the way to really do it. Take care of the DJ, tap in with them. I want to book a table. You know what I'm saying? So you got a lobby. You know, corporations have the political yeah. lobbyists oh, that do like, what they got to do to build a relationship. So if you're an artist, you should be building a relationship with the DJ prior to you coming to the market. You got yeah, like you you, you allowing us to not only open up our our living room, yeah. <laughs> our office. You trying to come to their home? Yeah, okay. we let you in the door, and yeah. we and, and and we will allow you to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when we when we're when we're like when you get our attention a certain way. Yeah. Just make our job easier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's you, the hospitality industry for a exactly. reason, right? Exactly. You you okay. you let me, you book at a table through me, all right, cool. I'm gonna already get that off the back end. Yep. yep. You tipping me, all right, cool. Yep. Oh, you sending me a bottle? Man, I'm running this like ten times. What's yeah. up? Take care of your people, guys. Yeah, like it's I, it's a game that has to be played. Like right. you gotta pay to play. And it's not always man, it's I, I not just, always. I, just wanna, I wanna thank you for keeping it real, because a lot of DJs will get on here and talk about no. No, no, no. I think it is very realistic I mean, that I, it, I, yeah. if you want to break your record, you need to take care of people. And I say that, build your brand, but you need, it's a hospitality industry. So you do need to make sure you're talking to the promoter, building a relationship, talking to the DJ, building a relationship. 100%. 100%. I think that, I think somebody said that you, if you're trying to break an artist, you almost need to invest 250 to half a million dollars in your brand. That's what I heard somebody say. I think 100%. it was like Steve Stout. Just talking about the power of record labels, but also the power of leveraging your own influence in, in social media. But Marketing is important, and so that DJ's marketing for you is it's, it makes sense to take care of is what, is what I'm hearing. That's probably the way the way to get to it. Okay, 100%. You have to. You and if you can build your DJs. brand without needing DJs, which I think is extremely hard, or needing a promoter, I mean, please do it. I think now it's easier than ever to build a brand. Jeff, I'm gonna cut own. you off right now. You ain't going nowhere without a DJ. Bam. Okay. Right. You ain't going nowhere without a DJ. You okay. need but the glasses off. You need, <laughs> you need a DJ. Respect to DJs, man. You no, need no. a DJ arm. You need the presence of a DJ. You need a DJ's ear. You need a DJ's backhand handbook of the science of the room that you're stepping in. A DJ knows when to play your part. Now, if you're pressing a DJ to play a record, and you need to play it right then and there, you, you, you're taking away from the momentum of the entire experience for the rest of the crowd. Now you're putting all that pressure unnecessarily on the person you so-called need. Take care of DJs, bro. Man, man, well said. <laughs> Jay Murphy, what are the ingredients of a great event? The ingredients of a great event, all right. The number one rule, creating an environment. That is, it's so cliche for me to say this. <laughs> creating an environment that is the safe space. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, as, as overused as that term is in, in current slang terminology, mm -hmm. Instagram memeology, whatever you want to classify it as, creating and curating an experience as a safe, safe space, a safe place, it's, 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 it's going to allow your brand to remain credible. Mm -hmm. And event goers, consumers, patrons, they have a million options mm -hmm. to do a million different things. Yep. But if they know they have a safe space where they're going to feel welcome to be there and they're going to feel comfortable, you're going to get 
twice or thrice as much as money that they was even planning on spending as long as the environment and the atmosphere is 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 safe to their liking and to their standard. That that goes above that goes that supersedes everything else that comes with it. First thing probably would say, well we need a great DJ, duh. Mm-hmm. We know nigga. <laughs> like like nah, people. you need you need you need you need a safe space. Next, it has to be an experience. Mm-hmm. It has to be an experience. If you're able to create a, a photo moment, mm-hmm. um, if you're able to acquire food vendors, people want to be able to go somewhere and not have to go anywhere else. Yep. We yep. know a bar is gonna be there, but are they gonna have food? You know what I'm yep. saying? For my smokers, if you have, if you're able to acquire a cannabis-friendly venue or a hookah-friendly venue, that's a, a extra. Plus, plus, but if, you know, if your local municipality allows for that, yeah, 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 Chicago, yeah you we know can't do that. So. so, but um, when I say experience, it's just even taking the time to just order things off of Amazon to just up the decor, so it doesn't look like, oh, we were just here last Tuesday for this after party, but this one's your party, but we gonna come because yep. it's support. Like, nah, dress it up. The small details, mm-hmm. the small details make the biggest difference. And the thing is, when you're dressing up a venue or you're adding uh, a logo, a logo, a projected logo on the side, or you just, you have different decor on the tables, or you partner with a spirit brand, and then it's just like, they got their cups, their napkins, and all their POS items. And then when people are seeing that on social media, they see that it's a, it's a spirit Is this the same party yeah. y'all, is this the same venue I was at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, People, music, experience, decor, and you said something about safe spaces. Safe space, bro. And I got to cut to one of the safest places where you can find events that provide these environments and ambiance. And oh, that's yeah. It's a Looking for <laughs> a vibe, make sure you check in uh, and check out some of the events on our platform. 100%. That's huge. I got, I got another question for you, man. Um, so I know you have, we talked a little bit about your manager. You have a manager, Luke, that you work with, facilitator, your partner. How important is it for DJs uh, and or artists to have managers and how has that impacted your, your career you feel like? Yeah, I, I think um, I think there's a time where the creative that the DJ or artist they, they'll know when they need representation like the gigs may be a little bit overwhelming and it'll take away from your creativity and if you're taking away from your creativity you're taking away from your livelihood and your happiness and and then you need you kind of sometimes is you need a buffer you need a buffer between the actual creative and the business side of things and then you know it's 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 all it's like so many different types of managers you know it's some people that are like more heavily like deeply rooted in the culture of the dj or the artist or the creative and then it's people that are their strong houses marketing, yeah. you know, and they have resources and they have a network that can help brand and, you know, not just push forward that the, the DJ artist or creative's brand, but just actually put them in rooms where the corporate presence meets the, the creative. Yeah. And once the corporate presence meets the creative, the portfolio is diversified. And that's what you <laughs> always need as a creative a lot of people don't learn that but that's one thing i definitely um over the years have learned 
from Luke. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't an overnight thing. Yeah. You know, Luke would probably say I was, I was probably stubborn in my ways, or just I'm, I'm, I'm very self-sufficient in a lot of, in a lot of things. And I, I, I <laughs> he gonna see this, he gonna be like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, Luke knows I'm, I'm very self-sufficient. I, I had to get out of, I had to get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had to kind of just, you know, learn how to Move. not share, share the lion's work because we have roles, like we work together, mm -hmm. you know. I, I feel like I feel like I make Luke's job very easy. I'm sure you, you know, yeah, I feel like I yeah. make it, because I'm-, I'm Put in the work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but it's just like, you know, if, who would Luke be if I wasn't working as hard as I am? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it, I think it's just making sure that you're aligning yourself with somebody that understands the long-term vision and yeah. the long-term goals and allowing them and I feel like I feel like Luke <laughs> allowing them to really mold the blueprint, you yeah. know. And I can only say it from the outside looking in. It looks like y'all got a great relationship, and I will salute both of y'all for just taking things to, to the next level, and both yeah. individually and together. And yeah, big saying? shout out to Luke Lawal Jr. Rich Black, Poor Black, in stores everywhere, June fifteenth, two thousand twenty-three. Very love proud it. of that man for love sure. Love so in terms of what's uh, you know, you got coming on Brewing Next. One, yeah. How can people get in tune with Jay Murphy? Man, Jay Murphy is a little bit of everywhere, but, you know, the number one thing, like I mentioned earlier, expect a lot of music mm -hmm. coming from Jay Murphy for the remainder of this year, okay. starting in June. Expect a, expect a, a new record uh, every month. Nice. You know, okay. you know it's, that, that is the direction that the car is taking, mm -hmm. and uh, we already in the car. Right. It's, so it's, it's time, time to exit for the first record, right. you know what I mean? How, how do people get in touch with you? If they want to book you, if they want to, you know, consult in, if they want to uh, I mean, work with the brand? I'm very active on my social media. I, I definitely have people that help me with my social media. So if I don't get to you right away, somebody will. Mm -hmm. um, all my social media is my name, J-A-E Murphy. Yeah, bro. I mean, send me an email from, from the page, you know. We gonna get at you. It might not be the same day, <laughs> cause I might be Booked on the flight. <laughs> Booked and busy, but no. Booked I'm, and I'm, busy and blessed, man. Booked and busy and blessed, man. I um, I really appreciate this conversation. I really appreciate this time, being that be able to just have um, intellectual dialogue about just the impact and the influence that we as tastemakers and, and curators of our community, like. We have such a great impact on the world, and I think it's so amazing to see DJs. I, I just want to say one thing. I've been waiting for a moment to say Please this. Please do, brother. DJs, DJs really run the world, bro. DJs run the world. Coming out of COVID, it was a few events in this market where you know DJs just you know started throwing their own parties, but like now. DJs do everything, and it's not just in this market. It's every market. It's like there's there there's still a there's still a place in the market for nightclubs and nightlife and regular bottle service and the, and the the paparazzi outside and the, and, the, and the IG baddies and whoever else you want to classify. You know, shout out to the it, IG baddies. Yeah, shout out to IG baddies. <laughs> but there's also a place for community. There's also a place for experiences. There's also places for um, just something different that is not the 
norm. And a lot of people were gatekeeping and a lot of people were trying to uphold barriers that existed. And DJs as a whole, I've seen have, have fought the stigma of just settling for um, nightlife and nightclubs. And, and, and like, it's, it's a- So what, what DJs motivate you, I gotta ask? Oh man, uh, a lot, man. You got DJ Mama. <laughs> Uh, especially here, uh, Kenway Live, he was one of the first DJs that was really adamant about um, creating an experience. Him and my, my guy Alex, Alex went to Howard with me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I said MoMA first because Everyday People is such a global phenomenon mm-hmm. and it didn't come from nightclubs. Okay. Yeah. It came from him throwing his own curated party. It was a very small thing. It started as a very small thing and now like he be doing everyday people in Dubai. Shout out to Mama. <laughs> like, Shout out to Mama. Like yeah, Mama, yeah. Mama got about seventy-five confirmed dates. Like he's chilling. I love it. He's like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just really appreciate where where our culture, um, where our DJ culture has landed in 2023. There's so many other DJs I can mention, man. It's it's, it's the list is long, um, but what I appreciate the most is just the creativity behind curating experiences for the community. I love it. Shout out to the DJs. Salute to the DJs. Hip Hop 50. Salute to you, my brother. My brother. Thank this you, This is the Party. Love, bro. Oh, this is the Art of the Party by Event Noir. It's the Jay Murphy Show. From the left coast to the right coast to the east coast to the west coast. You know how to get down, baby. We here. Event Noir. Art of the Party.